State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know that feeling when you walk into your home? Take a deep breath and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. This week, it's kind of spicy. Well, for me, it's spicy to be having this conversation with y'all. Yes, for me, this would be on the menu with the three jalapeno peppers that indicate its spice level. Now, y'all, Dr. Rachel was so good that we had to have her come back for a second time. 
She's a licensed holistic psychologist. She's 20 years in the game. She's a writer of the brand new book, The Pleasure is All Yours. She leads retreats. She's an expert in pleasure and bodyfulness. I'm so excited to welcome back Dr. Rachel Allen. So y'all tune in. I don't know what you need. Get you some cold tea, hot tea, lemonade, coffee, your drink of choice. Dr. Rachel Allen, you guys, is back today. And y'all, we were talking about, before we even press record, it was getting so good, we just ran off. We got to press record. This is so good. We were talking about trauma and pleasure and how if you don't deal and heal from trauma, how can you experience pleasure and how sometimes trauma... Okay, so what we were talking about was in the bedroom. Let's get, yeah, let's get straight to it. <laughs> let's get straight to it. What might be abusive to someone else might feel good to someone else. So what was your response? Well, just talking about like power play, you know, whether it be S&M, for some people being a dominating person in the bedroom or some person, some people like to be kind of the submissive person in the bedroom. And part of what's important is before you do that, to have a conversation of sort of like which role you want to be, what your limitations are, your boundaries, your yes, your no. So it can actually be a really good conversation for when people are into that. Mm. But you have to have that conversation because for some people, they might think that having their hair pulled and kind of their head yanked in that way could be erotically charging. But then when they get into it, it could trigger them into something that is a trauma response that, that they didn't even know that they had. And so it's important, of course, to have a partner that you feel emotionally safe with, that you can say, you know, stop, I'm getting triggered or I need to back off. And some people do know their triggers, maybe because of past experiences. But, you know, if you're with a partner that you feel emotionally safe with and, and comfortable with, it can be a really wonderful exploratory time to find out, like, what is your edge and kind of getting to that exciting edge, mm -hmm. but then what is not right for you and what your limits are. Y'all don't be DMing me. I don't want to know your bedroom stuff. So don't be DMing me talking about some girl. My head was banged up against the headboard. And honey, it, 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 I'm well, it's a free world. Go, go, go ahead. Matter of fact, we want to know. We're curious. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and let me and Dr. Rachel Allen know your thoughts about this we're grown I, i'm in my 40s at this point so i don't have time to be shy about talking about certain conversations we're not offending nobody we are literally getting educated yeah. and having some fun no, and no shame no shame in what you and what people want to bring up right we're all about like no more shame around all this no more confusion first of all no shame and no confusion and no judgment because while something might not work for you it's cool to be educated on what other people like too like that's what you like in your bedroom oh oh okay <laughs> round of applause yeah, I think, round of applause. i think it's great when people know what they like right that means that they even invested in themselves they kind of they had some mind-body connection they paid attention they versus being shut down or just doing kind of the same you know the same thing maybe every time and not even exploring and being more adventurous with what they like mm, dr rachel is dr ruth <laughs> You were talking about trauma responses, but what is trauma? First of all, what, what is trauma? Well, we've always long thought is that trauma is the actual incident, like the car accident or somebody, you know, maybe physically violating us. But while that is extremely stressful, trauma is actually the way that kind of we process and handle that. And the, then the 
kind of leftover residue that can exist within us when we haven't been able to kind of cope and heal from it. And so that's where a lot of the science and research is going right now in psychology and in mental health is how certain things we can't talk our way through because at the time of the event that was traumatizing, certain areas of the brain responsible for language can sort of dial down and shut down a bit, whereas other aspects of our brain and our response cycle dial up to try to protect us. So um, mm. a lot of, of work that's trying to cope with trauma that gets stuck in the body is actually going more to the body, straight to the source of that, that residue, that imprint in our body, and really working with releasing it that way, leading people to know then new things that they can do to kind of find agency in their body again, reconnect with their body. A lot of people disconnect from their body and dissociate when there has been trauma. And the problem is when, you know, maybe something similar comes up again later that is similar to the original traumatizing incident, people have these reactions, you know, real reactivity, like really strong reactions and nervous system reactivity. You know, they bolt, they fight, they yell, and they don't know why they, they suddenly had that immediate response. And that's a sign that there's some leftover trauma kind of in their nervous system reactivity and in, in their connective tissue. So in how a person reacts, is that then what you call trauma response? Yes. Yep. How we respond or react to a situation is really telling as far as whether there's still some older traumas in our system. If we find we overreact to something, so it's really disproportionate to what just happened, that's a good indication that there's something unresolved kind of in our system wanting to protect us because this feels familiar to that original trauma. But the good news is that we all have ways within our own system, it doesn't even require a prescription. We have ways within our own system to move that through, to recognize it as it comes up, have ways to kind of soothe ourselves and, and regulate again. And that's what can get us to pleasure again. Then how does a person recognize that they're having a trauma response? Well, it, you have to really know your body. So I help people in sessions with you know, noticing breath, noticing areas of tension, like my jaw, for example. If my jaw is getting stiff, like you couldn't even call me out. If you notice I'm starting to clench, something within me may be starting to kind of get constricted. Maybe I'm nervous or want, and want to give a better answer. It can be little things like that. But starting to notice also, you know, little ticks and habits and you know, maybe how your stomach and your digestion feels or your body temperature or your intuition, what it's telling you. But yeah, areas of constriction, areas, how you, your breathing is certain people might bring it out in us. We might find that we get kind of cagey with certain people. There might be something about them either from the past or they remind us, even people's tone of voice, somebody else's tone of voice can trigger us to have a, from a past trauma. I've even since. Oh Yeah. Now, for me, in a pleasurable way, I love the smell of Calvin Klein Eternity because mm -hmm. one of my very my first real boyfriend used to wear Calvin Klein Eternity a lot. And I loved it so much that he sprayed it on a bear that he got me for Valentine's Aww, Day. Sweet. Right. That's something as far as a scent. But there could be a certain scent that just triggers somebody and you don't have a pleasurable response. Exactly. Yeah. I have a whole chapter in my book on the senses, like one by one, I go through each of the senses and talking about, you know, really understanding, like, for example, talking about scent, it's most connected to memory. So every time, you know, you come across that scent, you will probably, your, your memory will go to that boyfriend you had. 
mm-hmm. or, you know, some food, you, it brings you back to something, you know, maybe our grandma made for us as a kid. And so, so I, I go through the book, each of the senses, just how we can have them be our ally. Cause the more we are connected to our senses, sort of what might be aggravating with each of our senses and what we can do, like in our toolbox of different things we can do to help soothe our senses, whether it be putting on calming music or an essential oil or kind of smelling the aroma of your favorite tea. But we have that agency within us to soothe what could be older trauma coming back up again through each of our senses. And the book that Dr. Rachel is talking about is called The Pleasure Is All Yours. Reclaim your body's bliss and reignite your passion for life. But y'all, before I could even start talking about pleasure and bliss, I wanted to talk about what trauma does when it's stored in the body and you do not release it. How then can you even appreciate pleasure? How can you feel pleasure or even recognize pleasure? So what happens when you don't deal with trauma, Dr. Rachel? Well, then it leads people really find more and more extreme ways to disconnect from self. That's where we see a lot of addiction. I mean, we now understand addiction as being a way to really kind of escape and numb. And there can be addictions of all kinds. I mean, workaholism is probably the most accepted in our culture, right? But that is also a way to sort of escape and numb from our vulnerability, from from the discomfort within. Also, we can take it out with aggression towards others, whether it be even judgmental towards others or aggression towards ourselves. You know, a lot of self-criticism and self-hate and, you know, low self-worth can be ways in which when we aren't able to really have compassion and understand some of the ways that the leftover trauma is like living with us. And it comes out a lot in relationships too. And we store all of that in our bodies, which like you said, leads to the low self-esteem, low Mm self-worth, value of our, how we view ourselves Yeah. When we aren't able to really be compassionate with some of the discomfort we have and understand its source. And a lot of times, some of the source of our pain and trauma isn't just from incidents. It can be collective. It can be due to systemic trauma. It can be due to intergenerational trauma from families passed on from our ancestors. And so I think that that's another thing. People always maybe blame themselves for some of their, the ways they responded to things in the world when really we have to look at how there's, I mean, systemically, a lot of our culture is very sick. We have so many sick systems and we have racism and sexism and homophobia and ableism that causes trauma as well. You know, that's really significant. Mm, as well. You should say that because some of us, we, we relate trauma to abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, some physical abuse that was probably going on in the home or trauma that's experienced. Should you get hit in the head? That's blunt force trauma. Mm. But you just named some other things that is traumatic, racism, mm-hmm. um, homophobia, and which includes bullying yep. of all sorts. And so we were talking about before we started press recording, because we were talking about pleasure and trauma and how when that trauma is stored in the body, how do you receive pleasure? Right. I mean, it starts with actually reconnecting to your body, the language of your body. So the senses, as we've been saying, also mm-hmm. breath, also kind of muscle constriction and, and blood flow, our energy, subtle body energy and our chakras, you know, things like intuition, just knowing what we need for rest versus activity, sort of all those different signals from the systems in our body. And we tend to live in this overthinking culture, right? We're all, we think that the mind is the seat of all reason and can solve all our problems. And so I think it starts with just befriending the body, listening to the body. Okay. Bodyfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Bodyfulness is my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mindfulness is important, but bodyfulness really gets us beyond mindfulness because we need to get out of our heads. We need to go beyond just sort of observing to also releasing physically through like movement, through sighing, through massages, 
through repetitive motion sports, whether it be walking, biking, swimming, that can be really meditative. Sometimes it's like sighing. Sometimes it's even raging. We, we associate that as something that means that you're out of control. But sometimes that is how we get it, like out of this sort of the visceral kind of upper chest. You kind of let out this, you know, a yelp or a scream and, and you rage and that releases it. Now, we don't want to rage on someone else, of course. But it's, it's about doing it within your own room. And mm. with, But there's all these ways in which actually we've been told that as humans, we're supposed to be really buttoned up and keep it all in. And what we now know through science is that actually it's through a lot of times releasing that lets that trauma move through. It's just a matter of, yeah, you need to, maybe you don't do it in the grocery store, <laughs> but um, in yeah. the privacy of your own home or people that you feel safe with. But bodyfulness comes from listening to your body, finding ways to kind of self-soothe and regulate in your body with movement or containment practices that make you feel safe and secure. And then then that steps us into a place of like feeling self-confident in our mind-body connection, knowing what we need to do to kind of regulate, feel good again, and lets us feel a little bit more comfortable to be vulnerable, right? Being vulnerable, we can't do that unless we're coming from a place of feeling kind of some safety and security within. Mm. And then, mm. and then also just knowing that we're worth it, giving ourselves permission that we deserve to feel good. And I know you talked in the last, our last podcast about just how like some religious messages from upbringing would say like, it's maybe naughty to feel good, to feel pleasure is sort of a naughty thing. So I do a lot around just helping people reclaim the pleasure as healing in a healing way. You know what? I am a word girl and I'm looking at the definition of the word pleasure. It is a feeling of happy satisfaction and enjoyment, enjoyment and entertainment contrasted with things done out of necessity. Like she had not traveled for pleasure for a long time, an event or activity from which one derives enjoyment. The verb, though, pleasure is what you were talking about. I think the church or faith based, they focus so much on the verb, which is to give sexual enjoyment or satisfaction to you know, tell me what will pleasure you, you know, that's sexual, yeah. but the noun itself, mm -hmm. person, place, or thing, pleasure being a thing in this moment, yeah. it's not about sex. Right. And the words that were also connected in that definition, they said enjoyment and they said happiness. And so part of why I like to write about pleasure is because it's sort of like the, the one that's been demonized. Like nobody disputes our right to, you know, have happiness and have moments of joy. But what we know scientifically is that it is moments of pleasure. Certain types can be unhealthy for us, of course, but ultimately there's certain types of pleasure. Those moments add up to lead to longer lasting states of joy and happiness. So we kind of can't really get to joy and happiness unless we actually let ourselves receive moments of pleasure. That's the noun. Let's <laughs> talk about the verb. Okay. And you can't get to moments of happy and satisfaction and enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> in the sexual way of pleasure based off trauma or the low confidence that you have. Or, you know, women, we talked about how we can multitask. You over here thinking about, did I leave the stove on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, our, our minds are in so many places that you don't sit and enjoy pleasure in that moment. Mm -hmm. Y'all are like, wait a minute, Michelle. Now, wait, now, this is probably the first episode in which we're really going to go deep sexually. Yeah. Right. But I know a lot of listeners, y'all are enjoying pleasure in that way, in the verb tense. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future. 
building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant 
the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. So the pleasure is all yours. Dr. Rachel, the floor is yours to go in whatever direction you want to go in. Yeah, well, really, this is a book written for anybody who feels they aren't deserving of feeling good. And especially if they've been conditioned, there can be some toxic conditioning out there that says that it's bad to receive that, you know, you're you're selfish. And really what I try to explain at, at its core is that not only is it healing within ourselves to let ourselves receive moments of healthy pleasure, but when we're engaging in that, we are better for others. And when people are collectively engaging in, like, say, a music concert or some you know, group yoga class outside, those moments of kind of pleasured, embodied experiences with others also really lead to more altruism and connection. People feel more compassionate towards others. So I really see pleasure mm. at the root of this. It's a life force energy that opens us up to our best selves and to really uniting and seeing the the connection, you know, interconnection with others. So it can be about sex, but pleasure can be about also just enjoying being in our body, whether we're dancing or singing. I always joke that like karaoke, I love to do it. I'm not a good singer. Um, mm. I would never want to do a karaoke battle with you, my friend, but I, I <laughs> love it because I feel I have fun and it's not about being self-conscious. So yeah, but women in particular have had a hard time letting themselves really kind of own their bodies, enjoy their bodies, know their bodies and know what their pleasures are in their body and then ask for kind of what they want because women have been really conditioned to to be the givers, not the receivers. Well, that's the thing, you know, as far as gender roles, at one point, women, you serve your husband, you cook and you clean and and then it's almost like you just lay there and let him get all the pleasure. And like you said, ask for what you want, but how many people don't even feel like they can? And that they should without rocking the boat. Right. I mean, it has to come from a place of self-worth and deserving. And of course, what's wonderful in the relationship is that it can be such a mutual thing when each person is interested in how to pleasure the other. I mean, that really helps build intimacy and connection because ultimately sex is really about bonding. It's about bonding and really bringing out kind of that oxytocin, the bonding hormone. Okay. And just as touch of any kind, I mean, even a hug that's over 20 seconds is actually able to release oxytocin. So pleasure from, you know, intimacy and physical intimacy doesn't have to just be about penetrative sex. It can really be about yeah, snuggling and, and massage and, you know, just different ways of caressing that release that same sort of pleasurable feeling, bonding feeling, feeling of connection, which is so important. Well, that's the thing. I'm glad you say that, because, again, you don't I didn't hear any of this growing up. The only time sex was talked about was in a way of don't have sex, you'll get too attached. Mm. Literally, and (laughs) you get too attached. Or in church, like I said, I never heard the word pleasure. And the only time I did hear the word pleasure, it was related to sex. But I love how in your book, you talk about, no, there's like four types, different kinds of pleasure, sensual, play, 
lively flow and the erotic sexual and how you can experience each kind through the practice of your favorite topic, bodyfulness. Yeah. Yeah. And there can be a a pleasure in giving to others. But my point in the book is that a lot of times there can be people who do it too much. You know, they aren't ever to also give back to themselves or just like own their wants and needs and and desires. So as long as it's in balance, giving to others can bring. Ah, yeah. So speaking of giving to others, People might feel like, oh, I just get pleasure in doing for other people. But what is the difference between you feel like they're doing it out of performance or people pleasing? And is that a trauma response? That can be absolutely. That can be a trauma response. That's a good point. And that is, I think, really good to recognize. And it's a way to sort of avoid one's own desires and needs and the legitimacy of of their own desires and needs. It's, again, everything kind of in balance. And because giving, of course, being kind and Mm. supportive of others is fabulous. And we need that in the world. We need that empathy. Absolutely. But if we don't generate that back towards ourselves, and a lot of women have a hard time doing that when it comes to their bodies and sex, then they're they're really disconnecting and cutting off from like a really thriving life force energy that is regenerative. And it actually helps with resilience. We hear about people being burnt out a lot nowadays with hustle culture, but actually like getting that massage from a professional or your partner, or, or even just having your partner go down on you and let, and just exploring how that feels good and receiving in that way. That is a regenerative life force energy that like really opens us up to know. Wait a minute. It's a regenerative life force energy, Rachel. (laughs) I know I'm using kind of some big words. She makes it sound so, sophisticated and it's a re- like honey I need this done because it is generative <laughs> life force energy that I need right right well <laughs> I know this is more of a heteronormative model but if you look at say a, a man coming into a woman like true like as he comes he is giving a life force energy into the woman's body she is meant to be a receiver That's why often men are tired after sex and women have energy often after sex. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I'm going down like a different path here. No, this is amazing. Y'all, I'm so grateful that you allow us to check in about all sorts of things and conversations. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably the first time I've heard that. We've seen the age old memes where he's knocked out, (laughs) you know, and she's up baking cookies afterwards so it comes with tantra tantric philosophy it comes with what tantric philosophy which tantra is really misunderstood people confuse what it means but it's really an ancient philosophy that was all about receiving pleasure just for the sake of it because we understood it back then in ancient times as being something that helped us feel good and then we had energy for others and we shared in that collectively and then puritanical times industrial revolution these things came in and said no that's too indulgent we have to work hard we have to kind of build this nation, and this isn't going to get us to god but tantric philosophy ultimately it had a subset that was about sex and it really understood that that women are meant to be these receivers of men's semen and their energy and but that it was more than about producing a baby it was really about then women getting to kind of just like receive that that vibe and so tantric philosophy would say that men should try to abstain from coming as long as possible so they don't give away their life force energy with and get too depleted so this is a whole nother, maybe a whole nother show too to go down Tantra. Wait a minute. That is a whole book. I just read that somewhere where men should hold 
all of that in for creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when I say life force energy, creativity is considered part of that, which I should have yeah, maybe defined that life force energy means kind of creative or when we're, yeah, when we're, we're creating, whether it be art or creating a, another, you know, um, podcast or when we're building something or, you know, really that kind of idea of being kind of inspired and envisioning things. So there are some theories around men that they should kind of abstain and, and do a lot of edging, riding that edge and wait to come as long as possible. Yes. The whole thing of abstaining for men was so that they're able to create. That's mm-hmm. absolutely interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause then they were really, they were connected to their body and they were connected to intimacy with their partner, but they weren't giving kind of all away that part of that life force energy. They still kind of had it there in their body and their nervous system, that kind of potent vibe that is within. Um, mm. Whereas for women, it used to be with tantric philosophy receive, you know, let yourself kind of receive their pleasure, connect to your own pleasures and that there's nothing depleting about that, that that, you know, really the more women tapped in to their pleasures and desires, the more that they were connected to a creative energy, to an inspired energy, to a nature and to others. And now we've really siphoned ourselves off from that. We said, be in your head, be on a computer, think your way through, don't connect to your bodies, women's bodies. There's, they call it body terrorism. The way women's bodies are really shamed for not being the right size, the right color, the right performative value, looking old, not young. So of course we turn away from our bodies and the life first energy and we, yeah, we go to self-criticism. And so how can you have any type of bodyfulness when everything is so distorted because what you see on social media or what your partner could be spewing at you that's unhealthy or what you saw growing up between your parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, right. What you modeled. I've had clients come to me with really distorted views of their body because they saw their mom really hating on their body, always on diets, calling themselves fat. So that's where really like embracing our curves, embracing all our body does for us, kind of embracing things like dance and being sensual in our bodies is a way to reclaim and kind of let go of the past capitalism and the patriarchy telling women that like they shouldn't have this erotic energy. Audrey Lord is an amazing writer who wrote a lot about yes. the power of, of the erotic. She's like a hero of mine and really was ahead mm. of mine. So everybody should check out her essay called The Power of the Erotic. Mm-hmm. I did a reading, an Audrey Lord reading during Martin Luther King at this beautiful cathedral in New York. So that was my time to like, wow, you're very right. Her writings, mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Dr. Rachel, you are absolutely incredible. Guys, we we hit the ground running and we had such a great conversation. I think we got y'all hooked within the first three seconds of this conversation. My heart just goes out to people who don't know how to release trauma so that they can receive pleasure and know that they are worthy and deserving. Yeah. All because of trauma and I don't mean to be dismissive all because of trauma because it's so layered yeah there's a lot of different types of trauma like I said before and but the good news is that we can recover and we can heal and so I always suggest people find what's called a somatic psychologist if they think that they you know have reactive patterns that talk therapy hasn't been able to heal alone. And so I do a blend. I blend talk therapy with embodiment. And there's more and more psychologists out there doing that, that do, it's called somatic. So then that you you talk through things, but then you also notice how it's showing up in your body. And it's a really good blend. Are you into EMDR? 
I'm not trained in that, but I definitely agree that that is a really powerful thing. And that's considered a somatic approach as well. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I love that you said I wrote this book for anyone who's felt homeless in their body, disconnected from their essence and conflicted in receiving the pleasures they deserve. My other favorite thing, she said, I wrote this so we could heal collectively from the body up. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's it's like our mind and body really are truly one. And so in a way, I, t- I talk about it almost as the body separate, mainly because I'm championing its healing capacity. It is sometimes a mind down approach. Like we might have a mental thought that helps soothe us. But a lot of times we also need to have art from the body up in order to get to a calmer mind. We might need to shake. We might need to sigh. We might need to kind of go into a child's pose or get a hug. We might need those embodied approaches first to get us to a place where mentally we can kind of think more rationally, let go of a distorted belief, think more kindly towards ourselves. So it's kind of a beautiful interplay between kind of body up approach, top down approach. Um, But really, when you know how to handle both or operate with both, that really helps with healing. That's so good. You say in the book, we would learn how to have more strength, resilience and magnetism that can draw others to your energy. Right. All those single people out there in the dating world. Keep that in mind. You know, so that's a true thing. So do you feel like we can attract who we are? Oh, I definitely believe a lot in the law of attraction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. there's some limits there, but <laughs> you can't get you know magical thinking. But absolutely, like what we kind of what we intuit, what we believe, what we say, you know, our energy. Yeah. Like in our vibe attracts our tribe that I definitely believe in that. But what I say, though, is that it's don't discount or overlook the discomfort or the pain. Because sometimes people think, well, if I tap into the negative, I'm going to be drawn to negative. But there's a difference between sometimes we need to stop and have self-compassion and own like, this is really hard right now. Like I'm feeling depressed right now. I'm feeling anxious right now to really understand what needs attention within us Mm. because we can't always just have sort of a positive vibe, right? We can't always just attract the positive unless we've first given ourselves some some compassion about some of the mm-hmm. things that are painful or hard and, and that we're doing the best we can. Like I'm all for gratitude, but sometimes I never want people to to like overlook what needs some compassionate attention that's hurting or that's hard and just skip over that to gratitude. Cause then that's sort of bypassing, you know, yeah. what emotionally needs attention. I'm so glad you said that because my heart also goes out to people who are scared to release what they need to release to attract better. But at the same time, having compassion for things, you know, that you've got to work on. There is a fear that folks have of letting go. But I'm telling you, when you don't let go of things that have happened to you or even guess what? Maybe you were the inflictor of someone else's pain and trauma, right? When you don't let that stuff go, you cannot enjoy those four different kinds of pleasure that Dr. Rachel Allen talks about. Mm -hmm. And it definitely goes beyond maybe what you first think of or hear. I'm curious, let us know, what do you think of first when you hear the word pleasure? Mm -hmm. And do you shy away from it? Do you also feel like you're only supposed to give it? And because of, you know, the people pleaser that you are, (laughs) Oh, I just love giving. I just love when everyone else is happy. And then deep inside, you're feeling like nobody sees that you need to be given to as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all benefit. It's a give and take. We give back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. that, that enha- and that really enhances relationships. It makes for more intimate relationships. Dr. Rachel, has there been anything we missed? Oh, well, I mean, I want to let's just have a whole weekend retreat with everybody and talk <gasps> about all this stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it because I know there are so many more gems mm-hmm. that you have. And I appreciate the time that you spent with us today. Y'all part three, four, five, six, seven, eight <laughs> at the retreat is coming. <laughs> We're going to heal. My pleasure. I love having these conversations. And thank you for just really being the one to be bold enough to say we need to talk about this stuff. We absolutely do. And the more we talk about it, the more I heal, the more I'm confident, the more I can say what I need and want in business relationships and my personal relationships, y'all. I mean, I'm telling you, you got to be get that confidence. I didn't always have it. And I still fail at times, or at least I do it afraid. I might have that hard conversation, but, you know, you feel good at the end because that other person, I just had a hard conversation the other day and they said, wow, I I appreciate this conversation. They acknowledged, they said the type of relationship that you have, we have, they said, when you're this intimate, you are going to have some friction, but some heads and some triggers. And Mm -hmm. if you allow yourself to be vulnerable. It's all about letting yourself be vulnerable. That's the new kind of hero strength is anybody, people who let themselves be vulnerable. That's the hero's journey. My prayer turned into God, make my heart of stone again, because I don't like feeling anymore. I'm just playing. Um, (laughs) But because those of us that have these hard hearts, you have it because it's something defensive. You have it to protect because you don't want to feel. I get it. But that's another conversation. Dr. Rachel Allen, you checked in in a major way today. We thank you. Thank you, Michelle. My pleasure. Listen, I believe that we've all had traumatic experiences and sometimes we think we're over it, but it can live in our bodies and come out in many ways that we have never imagined. So I really hope that this episode, I guess it helps you reflect and that we all share and in, in certain things and hopefully you identify some trauma. Let's keep learning about it. And I don't want to say, you know, some people say get over it or move past it. I don't even want to say like move past it because you don't know how to move past it. I didn't know how to move past a lot of things. So that's why it's so good to read trusted articles, go to a trusted licensed counselor in the area And maybe what you've experienced trauma in. I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with getting that healing. It's nothing wrong with wholeness. Okay, everybody walking around with a chip on their shoulder thinking it gives you some swag. No, you just hurt. (laughs) No, you've gone through some trauma and you're not healed from it. I hope this episode really helps. That is my job. That is my goal. And my passion is that somebody's inspired to go out, get the help that they need, or just maybe you just keep this episode in your back pocket, you know, or you might share it with someone else. Hopefully something is said where you're like, wait a minute, I'm going through this or wait a minute, I know somebody going through this exact same thing. So if you do share this episode and again, truly want to say thank you for subscribing and downloading and checking in with me every single week. Take care. You are so loved.
Checking In with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 